Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jay Jones over the Two Penny Podcast, and I just want to take a minute and let you know that if you are new to the podcasting world, and that may be you haven't even started your show yet, or you have started it, or maybe you just have an idea that you would like to get into production, well, I highly recommend checking out the folks over at Unfiltered Studios. And uh, you can find them at unfpod.com. And, uh, you know, whether it be you need help with audio, video, equipment, distribution, graphic design, anything and everything that comes to podcasting, you can reach out to the guys at Unfiltered Studios and they'll be willing to help. And that's an absolutely no charge to you. 100% free. It's very easy and it's very good. Um, they have tons of experience and uh, very responsive. When I first started out, they helped me a great deal and I'm very appreciative. And um, so, yeah, head on over to unfpod.com and check out the Unfiltered Studios and start your show today. Um, they'll find a way to help you out. I promise you that. So, yeah, we'll see you soon. And don't forget, check out my podcast, The Two Penny each and every Friday. All right, we'll be seeing you. Best of luck. Bye. Yeah, that was all me with help of the Unfiltered Studios. (laughs) All right, see ya. Welcome back to week number three of Nailed It with St. Joe. And I'm just going to let you know right off the bat, I have a big thing with the number three. So I uh, am the third child in a family. I was born in March, and it is March, the third month here. I was born 32373. I was born at three something in the afternoon. And uh, I figured since it was the third episode that I have that I would bring in a couple guests. Now, some of you are going to recognize these voices very well um, because you have heard them on a previous podcast that I have been involved in. So please give a warm Round of applause and a welcome to my good buddies, the Beebs and the Keb. Keb, do you, do you hear that? You hear that, Keb? Yeah, I, I did hear that. Hey, hey, I got a thing. I got a thing with the number three too. You want to hear? Uh, so, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe. No, so, I don't know if I do. Hold on, just a second. It, Let me get it, ready. It, it's it's three things about the number three. Number one, um, I I got three texts reminding me that I had to be on uh, tonight. Uh, I was three years old when I was re- uh, reminded by uh, somebody smart that the Chicago Bears suck. And um, I have uh, jotted down th- that I'm going to bring up tonight, none of which is um, the explanation of Kev punishment. Mm. Yes, thank you. I have a Excellent. thing about the number three, too. Did you know there's three types of people in this world? <laughs> Do tell those who can count 
and those who can't. Excellent. Okay, so it's going to be that kind of night. You can tell right off the bat, right? It's like my my wife tells me, soon to be world famous wife tells me all the time that I never listen and something else. (sighs) There it is. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, I mean, I'm glad. Is there, is there any number, I mean, besides the number of three, like, are you guys a big believer in anything like the lottery when you open up the fortune cookie that, you know, you're going to play those numbers and they're going to mean anything? Well, I was going to say something. I'm surprised that as a Catholic, you know, you hadn't mentioned on the third day that Jesus rose from the grave. There's a, there's a three for you. Or, or being Catholic, I'm pretty sure I listened to this other podcast called Finding Your Way a couple of weeks ago and talking about <laughs> some dude denied Jesus like three times. Oh, man. We're just and his name look was at, Peter. Look at, look at that. Was yeah. Peter. And he yeah, has he something to do with the Catholic. Peter. I'm not sure which Peter. Peter it was, but I think it was the most important one. You, you want to get into number numerology in the Bible. There is a ton of stuff that you can get into, but yeah, that that's a whole nother ball game there. But also, yeah, Jesus it's... was thirty three when he died. He started his ministry at thirty, which if you take thirty three from thirty, that's three. Oh yeah, and his ministry was three years. And also, <laughs> with us talking about this, the number of listeners you're going to get is three. <laughs> <laughs> and it's us right here. Cubs, We're the Cubs, only ones. <laughs> Cubs already yeah. blowing my mind with, with, with his knowledge here. But, well, I I knew, and well, for, of course, for you guys, the holy trilogy that you're talking about was Star Wars. Of course, with uh, your episode that you guys went on, that that knowledge that was just incredible that you guys uh, had on uh, on Beeb's podcast was uh, astounding to me. The uh, the knowledge that you you threw out there. I, I'm actually going to also know. a comment here. Hold on just a second. Hold sure, on. Sure, sure, sure. I got you. Nobody knows because I don't record video on my podcast, but if I had, you would have seen me throw my notebook across the room because now I have oh, I to heard buy it. him. I heard it. I have to buy him a Jack and Coke. Yeah. And, and I can't wait to, but... Uh, I've well, never... I highly recommend if, if you guys hadn't listened to the episode on Finding Your Way, you need to go listen to that. If you're a Star Wars fan at all, you definitely need to listen to that episode because it was it was very uh, um, informative uh, for one, and but there was a lot of stuff on Star Wars there that 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 was great. So, great episode. Thanks, Kev. We interrupted you. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, I was just saying that if you take three, this is the third time that he's wants he wants to say something. Uh, you get nine. If you if you if you take three and you multiply it by three, you get nine, and uh, that's how many questions I got right in a row. <laughs> oh, easy, easy. <laughs> he, just, he doesn't have his beaver. He's used to his own his, his own podcast, but that's okay. One's bound to slip by the goalie right. every now and then, so that's okay. Pineapple, pineapple. <laughs> All of a sudden, the the old explicit's gonna have to go on. But that's all right. Um, but hey, yeah, it's, it was uh, for emphasis. All right, it was for emphasis, and I'm gonna guess he's gonna say. I it mean, three we times. get it. We get it. It happens to the best of us, but that's okay. I would expect three of them during this podcast. There. Well, I mean, Sorry. it just makes sense. You don't need to. It apologize. makes sense. It makes sense. But well, it's well, like a PG. Uh, it's like a PG thirteen movie. Well, <laughs> I appreciate you both uh, <laughs> taking the time out and coming on, and uh, hopefully uh, this episode will be fun. And uh, I'm already having fun. 
it'll be great. And it seems like uh, old times. And I, I, again, I really appreciate you guys doing it. And um, you guys have both listened to the last couple episodes. So I want to really get right into it. Uh, I've talked a lot about the eighties. That's kind of my theme for the first segment that I have. Um, so I, I sent you guys a little bit of homework and I wanted to talk about toys uh, that we both all grew up, or we all three grew up on in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, when we were on the Unfiltered, we did a lot of lists. Uh, so I wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit and kind of come up with the top, uh, I mean, we might as well go with the top three, right? The top three um, toys that when you thought of, think of the 80s, and I have some follow-up questions that I'll go with it. But when you think of the 80s, what is the top three toys that immediately come to your mind that you had to have? You know, must-have toys. It could be the 90s, Biebs, because you're the younger of the group. Um, that you had to immediately think of and said, this is the toy, you know, think of the Merry Christmas. Because you're wearing a Christmas shirt for some reason. For people that can't see us, you're wearing. But think of like the, what's the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, uh, Keb? Uh, where he jingle, has to go get the all the way. Jingle. Yep. And what's the name of the toy that he gets there? Like like that kind of toy. Isn't it Turbo Man? Turbo yeah. Man. That's it. So like that kind of toy, yeah. where like you're going. That's it. That's the kind of toy that I that comes to mind. Why does everybody always ask me the dang movie questions? Yeah. Well, you you're, think I just you're, sit around over here in the forest and watch the movies. You're yes. a trivia buff. Okay. I mean, you know, okay. I I get it. I I like trivia. So things of that nature. So word i'll lead it off i'll think of one and i'll give you an example like when i was growing up um one of the one of the must have toys was simon says all right so it was yep it was underneath the christmas tree of everybody and it was one that you played and families fought about on how to do it and it was it was good it was a cool toy and you could play with it for hours um, and it was one of those things that you're like, wow. And when you say Simon had Simon said it, it immediately takes you back to eighties. So give you an idea. That's what I'm thinking of. That's a pretty good one. Uh, you, you guys ever have a night bright? You know what I'm talking you know, about? Yeah. You know, light, yeah. Light bright. Light bright. What it was. I think when I was a kid, it, they changed. I don't know if there was another version of it called the night bright, but you like oh, with, with the pegs and stuff. Yeah, with the pegs, and you could write yep. it and be yeah. like your nightlight, right? Yeah. <clears throat> that was one. I that was one. I think we were really excited. I don't know why, but I think everybody had one. I don't yeah. even really know if you consider that a toy. Would you consider that a toy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we like, need to yeah. define toys here because when I was in the 80s and 90s, I man, I got three sisters, so I was going through one of my sister's drawers one time. I don't want to know oh, the rest oh, of this oh, conversation. Wrong toy, wrong toy. <laughs> <laughs> Once again. <laughs> right, right. Jeez. No, I was, uh, you, know, you know, my top three, and, you know, I have 47 honorable mentions. I was going to say, <laughs> exactly. are we going to have honorable mentions? Or So I'll go with one of, I mean... one of my honorable mentions first. Oh. Lincoln Logs. Oh. Yeah, but I thought that was like a toy from the 60s. Well, I mean, I, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. That and I was born in 1975. Sticks? 
pickup stick sucks. That's you an know, amazing game. It, it's like, not, yeah, but you can make like stuff. You can make all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you know. And if your younger sister is bothering you, you can bop her on the head with one. You know, start throwing them. Those stuff suckers hurt. Yeah, yep. the, those yeah. are definitely weapons that could turn into weapons, along with yeah. pixie sticks because they they were pointed at the end. So yeah, those are definitely. Yeah, I can see that too. And, but... and lawn, lawn darts. That's a definite weapon. <laughs> lawn darts. Yeah. That, dude. Do you know yeah. they were outlawed in the United States in 1993? No. Somebody yeah. died. Somebody yeah. died. That was like my Somebody. favorite thing in the world. Just throw yeah. that sucker straight up in the air. You should now. You shouldn't question Kevin. That that is a stupid history yes. minute fact yeah. right there. Right. So yeah. that yeah. that shouldn't even be a question right there. Yeah. So yeah. that's a whole show it's... right there. It's nineteen ninety. They it might have be be waiting to be released. It might oh. have already been recorded. Well, for but no said. one remembers it. So yep, I remember it. I just don't care. Okay. So that that Lincoln logs. Okay. All right. All right. That's an honorable mention. It's not my top three. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. number three. I'm gonna start with number three. Masters of the Universe action figures. Yeah, he I was thinking he that. He man. So yep. he man. Okay. Mm-hmm. And. Now, okay, you bring a master. You're going He-Man action figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's my number three. He-Man action, like He-Man, Prince Adam, Shira. All, okay, all so are you going to rank action figures in, in no, 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 three, no. three, two, one? Just, I'm just, I'm just. That's his toy. Putting that's the, his the, toy. the the He Masters of the Universe action figures. That's my number three. All right, the whole thing, the whole all set, right? not action figures. Yeah, the whole set. We're yeah. not just action figures in general, because there's a that's no, a whole no, 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 subset no. of no there just, are just types He-Man. of action figures that we so is Star Wars action figures gonna be your number one? We'll, we'll have to wait until it you're gets not, to the You're not one. supposed to ask. Yeah, <laughs> okay. We'll have to All wait right. until we get to number one. Okay. You know, All right. I don't know about this get uh, you know. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We'll I'll, we'll see because if there I have a follow up question on action figures we we'll wait till you're number one but we'll we'll get there okay um okay so, so He Man Masters of the Universe great yes. great followed up by the cartoon obviously I mean mm-hmm. which made it very yeah. popular as well yeah. you know by the power by which, the power of Grayskull which one's your favorite which which action figure is your favorite uh, by far Skeletor not okay so you're the I'm villain. a bad guy dude I'm yeah, a I knew I, I know guy, you're the villain. But... You're that's the villain. I get it. Cool. I mean, that's a pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Here's what's your other and, one. And, and hang on one second. Okay. And in the in the new uh, Masters of the Universe um, animated series that came out on Netflix about a year ago, uh, directed, written, and directed by Kevin Smith, um, Mark Hamill is the voice of Skeletor. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Smith does some really some good stuff. Some good stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, Biebs, what's your second one? Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to top uh, Light Bright, but I mean, what's up? <laughs> so yeah, what's next? The Rubik's Cube? <laughs> not that's not a bad one. The Rubik's Cube that's probably not a will bad come one, out, but but I will tell you, uh, it was the Millennium Falcon. Uh, Star Wars toy that came out. We all, I'm sure every kid had one, but we spent a lot of time with that thing. I like still we, have it. Now, did you get the miniature version or you're talking no. about full scale? Big one. We had it, we had a big one that we 
that yeah, one. Play that you with, you put the all the figures, figures in. Yeah. 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 yeah we have okay. I still, I still have it. To my I actually think we had both. I think we kept losing Darth Vader though. That's a, that's a close call between millennial, millennial Falcon and X-Wing fighter. Yep. We had an X-Wing. Was, it was a tough call because you either got one from what I remember, my friends, they either got one or the other, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, if you had both of them, man, I mean, you were, you were hardcore Star Wars nerd. I mean, it I was even have, it was full blown. I even have Slave One. I bet you. Nice. Do. I'll bet you do. Yeah. Nice. There's no doubt yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's yours, Saint Joe? So, Beebs and I talked about this the other day uh, when I kind of brought this subject up, and uh, this is another one that everybody has. And may still have if the liquid of it did not leak out. And it is the magic eight ball. That's a pretty good one. How many uh, questions did people ask to that that either came true or, or didn't come true? But that that was a go-to, you know. In the early 90s, I used that a lot, but I don't think I can I can say what the questions were on this on this program well, of course but, i mean but, have you to, know they'll, they'll was, have to wait till wednesday <laughs> it was <laughs> it was definitely one that you went you know you were you were definitely my favorite my favorite part about the magic eight ball was all of the because you know i grew up in a very cons- fairly conservative christian household they used to say that they were satanic and i used to just say i don't care and use it anyway <laughs> <laughs> you you hit it under your bed nasty late yes. at night. Hey, uh, will this girl go out on a date with me? Exactly. I mean, those uh, are the, the typical questions that you're asking. But I mean, yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's a typical one. It's kind of like that, but it's, it's a little bit more specific. <laughs> yes. A little, a little I mean, more, a little more intimate, huh? Is that, what, sure. is that what you're saying? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Hey, did you also know with the number three that they're both divisible? Uh, Sixty nine. You know is. <laughs> <laughs> mom I, I didn't curse i didn't curse no in your head you did all the all the emails can go to k-e-v-y-e-s that keb lives you know i can i can hear my mom now clean it up kevin <laughs> Okay. All right. So yeah, Magic Eight Ball. All right. Kev, um, what's yours? What's your uh, What's your last one? Number three. No, or wait, not, maybe that's number two. Uh, number two. Number two. I, See, I, I, this is where having I, the extras is confusing. It's all right. Okay. I could. I. I. Other than my number one, my number two most played with toy in the mid to late eighties. And not really 90s because I was kind of in high school. And then if you still play with this junk, but I still have some of these. Um, we're Transformers. Okay. More than meets the eye. Specifically <laughs> wow. Megatron. Megatron. And in, in the movies, Megatron is not what he was. Megatron was a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the leader right. of the Decepticons, right? right? And he's a gun. But in the movies, they don't depict him as a gun. Um, I stopped watching the movies in the second one because it was ridiculous. Um, you know, and, and if a movie is ridiculous to me, it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm ser- ser- watching a movie called Man Baby right now. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, but I don't do Shia LaBeouf very well. 
you know, so I don't even, I never even saw the one with Mark Wahlberg. And I know that, uh, the Unfortunately, guy, it wasn't any better. Yeah. The guy from Hamilton is the new transformer guy. Now, um, his name escapes me right now, but it's not important to remember, but, uh, yeah, but Megatron was the gun and then, you know, Optimus prime, man, you know, you gotta, you gotta love a, an 18 wheeler that talks. Right. You know, right. there's a very cool, um, I saw it on YouTube the other day on how the voice of Optimus Prime came about. Uh, and it's actually the voice of his brother uh, who was telling him how to, it's a very encouraging story, which is great. And he was telling him, sending him a message of saying, and he kept on having it in his head. And he was saying a, a saying over and over as he was going to read for Optimus Prime. And he kept on saying one saying as he was about to go in. And I forget the the saying that he said, but he turned into the voiceover actor that did it, kept on repeating it to himself, and he just kind of turned into that lower, you know, voice and did it, and and that became the voice of Optimus Prime, which was which is a pretty cool story that he does. But if you should look it up on YouTube, it's pretty neat on how he explains it, and um, that's just a that's one iconic voice that you hear, and you're like, that's pretty cool to listen to him and do that, and. It just forever became Optimus Prime. It's kind of like Darth Vader, you know. It, it, it couldn't could not be anybody else besides James Earl Jones. It just is one of those voices that you hear and you're like, "That's cool." But yeah, kind of a neat story. I like uh, I like Transformers. That's where those everybody again was one of those that they had. Um, they had those action figures for sure. Oh yeah, for sure, indeed. Yeah. No. Okay. So here I'll ask the question. So when you bought the action figures. Did you, and this is this is for collectors, I guess this is one of those things, did you buy two action figures? And did you, because of the question is, do you take them out of the package? Well, if if I were to buy them now, I wouldn't take them out of the package. But I mean, back then, man, I'm a 10 years old, you know. Exactly. I, I want to play with them, you know. Right. And, you know, at, at 10 years old, I don't think anybody... Even, you know, because like a big thing to collect when I was a kid were baseball cards. Right. And with those, there are a number of, you know, you take them out and you're very careful with them because the, right. the, the whole put them thing in was little having a plastic. mint condition. You put them in the package thing or you had a book with the, with the you know, translucent right. things. So I don't think the kids of the 80s treated, you know, I'll just take, you brought it up earlier, Star Wars action figures. Well, with just take Luke Skywalker, you have a bunch of different iterations of Luke Skywalker. But when the Empire Strikes Strikes Back came out, I don't know anybody that had the Empire Strikes Back Luke Skywalker that didn't cut his hand off. <laughs> right, you know, because that's the movie he got his hand cut off in. So you can look. I mean, I, I, I can take you right to it. I got an action figure that has their hand cut off. You know, um, I, you know, not too many guys had Princess Leia action figures. You know, uh, or to the, you know, the Transformers, uh, the big thing about the Transformers was trying to figure them out, you know, right. and try to figure out right. how they transformed and all that. That's part of the fun. And if you never take it out of the package, you know, and I don't think anybody could have first seen, you know, how much these things were going to be, you know, um, how much these things were going to be. I got to address it. What the hell was that? <laughs> My son was trying okay. to say, can I come in? I'm like, nope. <laughs> You know, it's so kind of busy. 
So, but I mean, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. That that was the fun fun of. I don't think anybody can foresee the the collector side of it to where you know comic cons and all this junk. Well, yeah, and you're right. I mean, there there's actually a hand alone that you can buy for Luke Skywalker. I mean, it's a it's a little bitty hand that you can buy, and and it, I think it's hilarious. It's just Especially, a tiny little hand in a I package. Think, I think you get money off if you're Catholic. Wasn't too. there? Wasn't there a Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there a Seinfeld episode? I don't have any there might hand. Have there might have been, but it's like, well, do you, well, Beebs, you probably know this. What's the most, what's the most sought after uh, Star Wars action figure? Uh, it's a Jawa, isn't it? No, nope. the, the it's nope. a Jawa with a with a, the actual jacket. Well, it might have changed since the since the. More, hang on, hang on, hang on. What's, what's the question? What's the most sought after one? Yeah, it's one that there's one that's messed up. Oh, there's, they only there's, print, they there's like two, two that there's, I know there's, of. There's one that's messed up. I, I want to say, um, it's a packaging where they, they it's like Han Solo inside, but they labeled it something else. So there's, um, there's Little Head Han Solo, okay, which was very pre, very, very early pre production. Which is if it, his head is very small, which if you see it, it's, it's. It's it's very very significant. You can look at it; it's very different, um, which is very very hard to find. Um, <laughs> I can't say it. You can't see it. And then there's then there's there's um, um, Boba Fett that shoots the rocket, and those are those are mainly um, um, pre release. Like they're not even they're not even supposed to prototypes. That aren't weren't even really trying to hit the market mm-hmm. uh, because they were a choking hazard, so they shouldn't have even ever made the shelves. And those, I mean, if you find a good one like that, that somebody has it, they, they could be ten thousand uh, dollars for one single little action figure, which is crazy. The but, only reason I know the answer to the question is Jawas is because I was watching Pawn Stars. Oh yeah, and somebody and came some, in with one. Some, someone came in and they called it the Holy Grail, and it was literally because of the jacket the Jawa was wearing. Okay, it had nothing to do with the actual figure itself. It was because they can't find the Jawa with this specific cloak that he had. Well, on. that's the problem that I have with all of them is everybody's lost the the lightsaber because it came out of his arm and you couldn't replace it, or every Yoda lost the snake, or or there was always something that they didn't have the pieces to it that they all because you played with them. You you played with them, mm-hmm. and I mean that was the whole point of them. But either anyway, action figures are a lot. So transformers are cool. That's good. I like it. Well, my 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 number one is is has to be everybody's number one because the Nintendo Entertainment System came out in the eighties. That's not a toy though. That's a gaming system. It is a gaming system, but I mean, come on. It's not a toy. You don't get it's it on your hands and knees. You play and with around. it. I mean, you know, yeah, you play with Hot Wheels, too. <clears throat> All right, well, that's the toy we played with the most, and I'll call it a toy. I mean, How much I time see... did you spend on your Nintendo Entertainment System beating Mike Tyson's punch I'll... out? Dude, I could tell you <laughs> there are like three things in my life that I could <laughs> tell you about. Number one, I could tell you exactly where I was when the Space Shuttle Challenger blew up. I can tell you exactly where I was on the events of September 11th, 2001, and I can tell you damn sure where I was when I beat Mike Tyson for the first time. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I mean, there is only two things 
in the world that I think that you have to blow on before you stick it in. And one of them is a Nintendo cartridge. Man. What? <laughs> you really know how to drop the, the mic. It is true. I mean, it is, you did have to. I mean, you know, I, I, I know exactly what's talking about. So, it, I mean, it, you could say, no, it's an electronic, but I would say it's an electronic toy that plugs into the TV and then you play and you play it forever. I mean, that's what we spend a ton of time doing in the in the late 80s. And uh, you guys are just you're setting me up. I, you guys got together before this podcast and you're like, let's see how many times we can set him up where Kev finds himself in a bad spot to where he has the greatest punchline, but he can't say it. No, no, no. No, I, I was actually setting you up there. I, I know you were. You and you were and I was it. right about to walk through, you know. I saw him. Did you see him? Say, Jim, did you see him? He goes, <laughs> I uh hmm. all right so let me see I had magic April I had uh um I don't even know what I had but that's okay so my number one use Nintendo is a good answer but I, I, I'm with Kevin it's got to be gaming con but that's all right we'll let it go and so what, what um, was your favorite game on the NES mine yeah Dude, Mike Tyson's punch out was amazing, but Duck Hunt. Yeah. That was a, a lot uh... of time playing Duck Hunt. And uh we never beat it, of course. But um and then uh Mario three when the third yeah. Mario came out. Mario has to be Mario Mario is like Super be Mario that. Brothers three, that game was groundbreaking for me. But I don't think that game came out until the eighties or until the nineties though. I was I didn't... A RBI baseball double dribble. Oh, yeah. RBI baseball was, I played that game a lot. You know what? Tecmo. Tecmo. Tecmo yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Tecmo. So anyway, if you had, if you had Bo Jackson game over, you're done. you were yeah. unstoppable. Yeah. In fact, the Super Bowl commercial was hilarious when, when he had Bo Jackson. There was a, that was hilarious. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, what, what was yours, St. Joe? Since Keb so you know eloquently interrupted you, yeah, I mean, mine was going to be my my number one toy was uh, was going to be the Star Wars action figures because oh. everybody had. Them. I'm surprised no one said Legos. Legos are way back before the '80s. Well, the I'm Star Wars sure. Legos weren't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure They're Abraham Lincoln Lego. invented invented Legos. The pirate ship. No, he Legos. no he invented Lincoln Logs. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> well done. <clears throat> oh, but um, wow, wow. <laughs> um, he, um, yeah, no, mine was going to be the Star Wars action figures because it was just, and, and that was the question: Did you take them out of the out of the um, out of the box or not? Because you know, it just led into so many different things. And then the series, and and I even had the Rancor uh, pit where they had everything else and the little figures that you can move around, and yeah, Job of the Hut and everything that you could do, and it was just it was just crazy. It got so dumb. I had Darth Vader's um, isolation chamber, yeah, you know, the one the one that he oh yeah take his helmet off and all that. I had that. Yeah, you're um, right. you're right. That is kind of dumb. 
Yeah, I mean, I I had if it's my number one is <laughs> Nothing? Star Star Wars toys in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, action figures, but the but the whole gamut. I mean, my bedroom between 1980 and 90 was basically a miniature Star Wars set. Yeah, yeah. I believe yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there was one. Uh, there was one action figure that nobody brought up. I'm very surprised. Do you guys know what it is? Uh, in what genre? A GI Joe. Yep, there it is. GI Joe, our American hero. Yeah, yeah the last would week have been wrestling. A, last anything, week there was but... a stupid history minute on GI Joe. GI Joe. Yes, there was. All right, so you guys talked, and, and, and this was good, because you and you talked about Nintendo. So the other question that I had for you was, and we're all in the age where roller skating rinks were kind of a thing. Um, they, were, they were there, but if not, arcades were definitely mm. a thing. So if, you, if I were to give you a quarter, one quarter, and said, here it is, you go, what is your go-to game that you could take a quarter and you could be there for hours? From the 80s? Like, yeah, because, you know, we all grew up there and said, here you go, this is it, that you would own that game. Because all of us had one game that we could play and we could put a quarter in and it would last forever. Or at least, we, you know, a good amount of time. What was your one game? Like my wife, we have a sit down Miss Pac-Man game, and she can knock that thing out. And she we, she can play. She goes so hard that she gets a, a a blister on her hand. That you know, yeah, no, but she can't. She can go, you know, hours and play. I mean, she's she's in screens that I've never seen in my life where the the ghosts don't change and they're just literally they're they're you know, but she's she's. Almost two hundred thousand points, and it's Crazy. insane. Yeah, I never got good at Pac Man. So, what yeah. is your your one quarter? And say, here you go. Well, Kev, what did you have one? Yeah, um, I spent a small fortune. When I spent a small fortune, I could probably afford the monthly payments on a Bugatti for the amount of quarters that I put in a game <laughs> called Pole Position. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Is that a racing game? Yeah, yeah. man. It's a sit like sit-in racing game, and then like the people who are like waiting for the game. That's where I learned my catchphrase that I'm not allowed to say, but it's over my my right uh, left shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to yeah, I've been I've been this tall since the eighth grade, so um, they just had to wait. Yeah, you know, I mean, our parents used to like drop us off with like a roll of quarters, you know, and right. they're like, when that's done, when that's done, we're leaving. You know, and then so Five hours what, later. What, what, we, what we would do is we would like bet people quarters. Yeah. Like, you know, we would bet people and that's how you get more quarters and things of that nature. You right. Know, pole position was the game that no one like if somebody if I came in to the local arcade and somebody had beaten my high score, um, I would either do one of two things. Um, I would sit there until I beat it or I would con the owner to unplug it. Reset it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's uh, that's pretty cold, Kev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's cutthroat, man. It's a corner. Back then, it, yeah, that, that was that was a phone call. Yeah. You know? So um, yeah. mine was uh, I got really good at Street Fighter. Yeah. 
But I don't know that that was an 80s game. Like late. But yeah. if, if no one was playing against me and I was playing against the computer, I'd beat the game. Yeah. I'd go through every character and beat the game. Yeah. yeah. Mine, I was Asteroids. Yep. Yeah. I was Great really game. good at Asteroids. It was... Uh, yeah, that was the other thing. You're, I'm like you. People were like, come on, seriously? And I'd be like, yep, yeah, yeah. It was... Um, yeah, something about that. I could just, I can still hear the, the, you know, the how it, however it sounds, and be yeah. like, okay, and uh, yeah. Asteroids was. A, you guys watch the documentary on this uh, on Netflix? Yeah, the the games that made us or something. Yeah, high oh, score. Yeah. No, yeah. high score. Have you seen? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Anything yeah, that has like '80s or '90s connotation, and I watch for yeah. sure. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love all that stuff, and and yeah, they're. I'm in on it too. I'm in on it. You know, about the 80s and 90s, do you guys have like Sirius XM or or anything like that? Yeah. No. Okay. If you don't, okay. So, like, the channels go like this they have like uh, the 40s on four, the 50s on five, and the 60s on six. And it doesn't really, like, I can stomach some of the, most of the 70s, they should just call it the classic rock channel. But, Mm -hmm. you know, in the 80s, it's, you know, I got Madonna, Michael Jackson, and the 90s and the 2000s. But you know the the older folk, you know the 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 baby boomer generation, um, likes to listen to like the fifties on five and, and all this, mm-hmm. and um, I, I just think I, the difference in music between it's my party and I'll cry if I want between that and he's what they call Doctor Feel Good, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean the difference <laughs> between those two, right. right, you know, where my music, my my my, you know, oldies are better than yours. Right. You know, so if you listen to the fifties on five, um, yeah, I can't say that. Um, don't do that anymore. It's very different. <laughs> it, I, I know what you're saying. It's very hard to see how, um, yeah, how it was once considered rock and roll, but it was, it was, and it's different times. Yeah. I it's fear, hard. I fear for the music of today and how that's going to be considered. There's still good music coming out. I mean, out. it can be, yeah. But There's yeah. still good music coming out. You have to search for it because most of the pop music isn't really pop, isn't really music anymore. But there are people out there still doing good music. You can find it. Nothing beats the 80s music, though. It's always on my channel. It's always on my car. Get on and it's like, man, nothing beats little REO playing on or little oh man it's always good I, I think always good 80s, i think the 80s is the first <clears throat> excuse me the 80s is the first decade to where you had a variety of music that everybody grew up with that you could literally put a playlist and have five different genres of music whether it be heavy metal you know soft rock rap you know, hip hop, R and B, you know, uh, stuff like you know, in, from Run DMC to Motley Crue <clears throat> to something like you know, not as hard as Motley Metallica, something not as hard as that to like um, Mr. Big, if you know who that is, mm-hmm. and um, and and then you could listen to you know Michael Jackson or, or somebody like that. I think there's the first decade that there's such a wide array of music that everybody listened to, and I liken that to a channel called MTV. Sure, sure, absolutely. Oh, yeah, and MV, and and then 
the fact that MTV came on and then had music videos and did everything and just made it so much more accessible to everybody to say, oh, yeah. And then, you know, it became more than just music because you saw it and then you had the videos and then you wanted to dress like everybody that was in the videos. And then, I mean, look at the Madonna craze. Everybody wanted to dress like her and be like her. And then the red coat for Michael Jackson, everybody wanted to have that coat. I mean, and then it spawned off into all the commercials and danced like them and did everything. It was, I mean, even boy George, look at boy George. People wanted to dress like him because he was, different and kooky and crazy and then you know he had the dreads and he had the crazy hat and cindy you wanted to dress like him didn't you you dressed like him didn't you maybe a little bit maybe okay. a little bit but anybody no. ever have the mc hammer pants absolutely uh, yeah. didn't have do you, remember, pants. do you remember skids skids they're like a baggy type uh flannel um yeah i they wore them down here in the early 90s to high school was that like yeah. the vanilla ice type pants? Kind, yeah. kind, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they weren't okay, quite parachute pants. They weren't quite parachute pants. They weren't that material. They were like a flannel material. Oh, I had a pair of parachute pants. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. everybody does. Z Cavaricis. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, you know, the Jimmy Z. Shorts All those Jimmy's, stores that were know. in the 80s. That's hilarious. Wilson's yeah, Leather, man. That's hilarious. Grab. Maurice's. That's funny. Beeb's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Beeb's went to the Burlington Coke factory. And uh, actually, no, we went to the Salvation Army. So whatever yeah. was on the rack, that's what we got <laughs> most of the time. Till I got older and I bought my own clothes because I got a job. Bees went to the big city. Big city. Let's go to the trip to the big city. What are you big city, about? The big city when you're a kid is Cheyenne, yeah? No, we never went to Cheyenne. But that's a big city, right? No. In Wyoming? Billings. Was closest. Billings is bigger, bigger than Cheyenne. Yeah. Well, not anymore, but it was. Yeah. Right. So. Poor Beebs. It's all good. All right. Know. Well, that was good. I like that. That's a lot of toys. That's a good. That's good stuff. That's uh. That was a lot of '80s toys and uh and some good, good rankings. Good hey, I've stuff. got a I've got a joke for the Kip. Oh boy, here we go. Three conspiracy theorists walk into a bar. You can't tell me that's a coincidence. Wow. <laughs> okay, that's pretty oh. good. I cannot tell you how, what happens in my stomach when Beeves goes, hey, I got a joke for the kids. It turns. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> it turns. No doubt. You know I tell okay. the joke just so I can see the I, look I, on I, your I face. Can, I, I cannot tell you what happens because it's like a cross between, okay, I got to be like respectful and like listen to it. To, oh, God. Here it comes. He does. Yeah. He, he, he does it just on purpose. Not, that, one, that one, I was like, that's a cab joke because of the conspiracy theorist angle. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you've had we've we've talked several times about those conspiracy theories. So, but oh, I love them. I want to I want to create one. There was a bunch that came out of the '80s, so I thought maybe, you know, that that would be, you know. I've got a conspiracy theory for you, and it leads right. perfectly into, oddly enough, a little bit of a blessing. And Beebs, you're gonna like this. All right, because it's right up your alley. <laughs> Kev's like. What are you talking about? So do you, uh, 
Any, are you guys uh, familiar with the name Rollin Stewart? Any idea who that is? Okay. No. no. So are you familiar with the uh, with the John 316? The verse, yeah. Yeah. Biebs, what is it? Or is that the combination of his luggage? <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's one, two, three, three four. four. That's right. That's it. <laughs> Nobody ever gets it either. I don't understand. And tell them to change the combination of my luggage. <laughs> Great movie. No. Um, John 3.16 no. was, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's John 3.16. That's correct. You are correct. I know. So, I where do you it's see... It's only the most popular th- verse in the I'm, Bible. I'm sure you could ask that question to almost anyone, and they would probably tell that to you. You <laughs> would, you, you, you you would think go, so, right? You could go to Rabbi Bloom, whatever, and he could tell you. Well, a rabbi, you would might, think so. a rabbi might not get it. I mean, there may be different different uh, versions of it, different different. uh, Well, the rabbis are generally Jewish, and Jewish like actual Jews don't generally read the New Testament. What I'm saying is, as popular things go, it's like it's in in this order. It's where's the beef? May the force be with you, John three sixteen. Yep, that you're you're. You're picking up what I'm putting down. So, where do you see John six, uh, John three sixteen, all the time? At sporting events. Exactly. Now, why do you think you see it at sporting events? They put it on their the players put it on their like on their shoes and on their eye makeup or on their not makeup that little eye black that they put on their cheeks that kind yep. of thing. Yep. So, Roland Stewart was the. Uh, was the gentleman who basically started the movement of John 316. He wore a rainbow-colored wig. He went around and he was held held up the sign, and he put it behind the goalposts. He stood behind. He, he basically knew camera angles, and he was the guy that stood up, danced around, did it, and held the sign, and yeah. he started doing it. I think we've um, all seen him. We've probably all seen him. Absolutely. Yeah, You've absolutely. seen him. And if you, if you would picture him and, and you would sit it there, he, he was, he basically started the, the movement um, in order to do it. So he was the John 316 man. He was known as that person. Um, so, but the bigger question is, is I, I'm, I'm kind of wanted to know why do you think they do it for sports? Why do you think it's such a, a big Bible verse to put on for sports. Uh, so I'm going to actually give you an example. Okay. And it, and honestly, it's going to depend on the individual players that do it, but I'm going to give you Tim Tebow as the example. <laughs> All right. And yep. the Kev, Kev's going to like this because I mentioned Tim Tebow. In the <laughs> year, right? I knew you would, but a dude like Tim Tebow, where's that on his face? Because he cares about that verse. Because there's everything in that verse that you need to know about God and Jesus. I mean, summation, basically. And then the other reason would be because it's just popular and they want to do it and they want the attention. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
which would wouldn't be the first time. But isn't there something about spreading the word of the Lord? Yeah, and that's why I mentioned Tim Tebow. Is like he puts that on right. a, he puts that on and his so, face so people will see it. Well, so people up. holding up signs and stuff like that and putting it on the side, you know, Florida Field or whatever. Mm-hmm. Number one, if you if you do that, let's just let's just say you do it here in Jacksonville, right? There's sixty thousand people in the stadium, right? So you're getting sixty thousand people that maybe see that sign if they have really good eyesight. But then you got let's take a, a, a Jaguar playoff game, which still sounds weird to say, but <laughs> um, then you're getting all those people in the TV, and maybe they put it on the TV, maybe they don't. But you're getting to the mass of people at one time, and it's like the best marketing ploy ever. It's yeah. absolutely marketing. For Did sure. you guys you do you know the Tim Tebow statistics when he put John three sixteen on his face? Yeah, ninety yeah, like nine, six million out, people. Yeah, yeah like and then ninety four million people, and they saw yeah. the verse and did things, and yeah, it is pretty amazing, but. See, I just, for me, for, for me, I think Tim Tebow, you know, he does that out of the good of his heart. He wants people to sure. see and know, you know, and that's what Kev's bringing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's definitely marketing. But for me, I think it's a little bit. I think people have it right, but I think they they have it more right, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Because I think it's it's a it's a message about hope. So in in some sense, they're doing exactly what they need to do, is that they're holding up a sign saying hope, and it could mean anything like, man, I hope we win this game. I hope they're, they're, they're holding up a sign of inspiration, of, of whatever it is at any sporting event. You know, for me, maybe I think people held, were holding up the sign and didn't really know what they were holding it up for. And it really turned into something where if they looked at that verse, it's really a, a, a bigger a bigger meaning behind it, which is hope. And people really didn't know what it was about. They just did it for popularity. When in reality, they were holding up a sign that could mean, man, I'm, I'm giving inspiration to this team. I'm giving hope to this team, you know, maybe to pull out a victory, to do more than they really could when they didn't really know that they could you know what i mean so in a sense i mean it's a really good message a really good sign to have and i think that it's great that it's out there but i think that a lot of people didn't understand what they were doing when they were holding it up and this for this guy to start this movement to have it there because you see it everywhere that i think it's a really cool thing to do I, i mean i'm all for it but I think, like you said, the most popular person that I think has done it has probably been Tim Tebow. Um, I mean, but you see players that have it on their wrist, on their on their wristbands, on their headbands, and everything like that. Yeah, no other player, no other player, I think, in history, you would see something like that on his face, and that many people would go up and actually look it up. And that's kind of my point, is because when Tim Tebow did stuff, people were like, okay, yeah, he means that. It's not just for looks. It's not just for popularity. He means something. We're going to go look at and see what it means. Yep. Yep. And and that's those are the those are the, but the on the opposite side is even if you don't know what it means and you're holding that sign up, it's it's you're it's being used for good. I mean, if you if you look at it like this, and you you also have to 
look at the fact of how people interpret that verse. It could be interpreted right. as hope, but it can also be interpreted very simply as God loves you. Right. right. It, it could be it could be interpreted very simply. So God loves you. And put put your beer down. God loves you, Trevor. <laughs> don't throw another interception. That's right. You right. Know, I mean, right. You know, I, I mean, it, I hope you don't throw another interception. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, so as much right. as for the players is, is, is for. But 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 I think that people who go to the length to write that sign, I'm still a believer. Here's a conspiracy theory. I think that the NFL sometimes hands out signs for people to hold up. But um, like Maybe. wrestling. But, um, you know, for people to go to the trouble to, you know, buy and bring that sign and and all that good stuff, I think, in my opinion, which happens to be right, that they are there to to do what their job in their head is, is to spread the 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 word of the, the Bible. I think the alternate the alternate cool thing that happens, not that it's being done on purpose, but the alternate cool thing that happens is that everybody who sees that feels a part of it like we're all rooting for the same thing kind of right and and that's what that kind of does even if you're on the opposing team and you're watching it on tv and you see that sign you're seeing and thinking the same things as the people who are in the stadium are seeing and thinking and what that does is it brings everybody to one mindset and of of hope and even if you're hoping for your team or whatever but the cool thing is, is that kind of ties everybody into one good message. Everybody and it's a positive it. one. Yeah, and yeah. it's a positive one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd ask you what you put on your sign, but I don't want to hear Kev's answer. <laughs> so <laughs> I know I kind of know what it would be. <laughs> um, well, that's good. And I want to stick with the sports, sport kind of sports theme here for a minute or two, or maybe longer. Um, but since we're talking about the 80s, um, who do you think was the most in any in any arena, whatever you want, baseball, basketball, football, whatever you want, the most dominant sports team of the eighties? The Chicago Bulls. Yeah, that's I, I'm with you. I mean, Not Biebs, who, who 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 else would it be? They won six that, titles in the nineties. Yeah, they didn't win uh, any in the eighties. They they won eighty seven, eighty eight, eighty nine, right? That's the Lakers. Or 88, 88, no, 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 88, 89. They started winning them in the 80s. I guess they started. No, I guess the they did not. You were looking at the at, at one of the most foremost Chicago Bulls fans of all time. They won okay. 90, 91, 92. Uh, sorry, 91, 92, 93. Skipped 93, the year he retired. He, uh, he retired in 93. Oh, so it was 90, 91, 92. And then they okay. skipped the year because Jordan retired, came back, won 95, 96, 97. Okay. Like the the L.A. Lakers were, if you're saying them, they're not. It's not the Chicago Bears because they only won one year. Right. I know. Um, it's actually you know, the so, San Francisco 49ers. Well, you have won two. 83 huh? and 87. They they played they played two Super Bowls in the 80s. 83 and 87. They won both of them. Right. Mm-hmm. They played the same team. Can you name the team? Mm, that's trivia. Bad thing to, wow, bad I, want thing to argue Chargers, with I want to say the Chargers. I want to say the Chargers. They played the Cincinnati Bengals oh, twice. Yeah, that's right. The Bungs. And, but then they, but they've won five, right? Right, but then I mean, under that rationale, Steelers have won six. The Cowboys yeah. have won five. Yeah, but the Steelers didn't win one in the eighties. That's all. Did they win one? They they were in the seventies, right? Well, mostly won the seventies, and then in two the since the eighties. Right. So um, they won four in the seventies. So I thought the Bulls were in. 
started in the eighties as well, but you're, you're with your, Michael. You're, if you're asking most dominant athletes of all time in the eighties, then Michael Jordan, <laughs> Michael Jordan wins, even with Larry Bird and magic Johnson, because in the eighties, don't forget when, it. Don't forget about Kareem. You can't forget right. about Isaiah Thomas. You can't forget about Charles Barkley. You even, can't forget about I don't David care. Robinson. Even with those guys, Michael Jordan yeah. in, even though he started in what? 85, 84, 84, 83 draft, 84. Yeah. No one scored like Jordan. No one, no, I mean, no one dominated no. a game like Michael Jordan. Even, even then, even when he was, I mean, he scored his sixty-three. He scored that sixty-three point game against the Celtics in what eighty-nine or eighty-seven. It was eighty-seven when when mm. the Celtics went on to beat the Lakers. They had Bill Walton and they had that crazy that crazy team with the Celtics. But honestly, you could also say the L.A. Lakers. In the and again, you could also say the Boston Celtics then. The you Lakers could. had the Lakers had more titles. Yeah, well, I mean, Celtics are right there with them. I know, and yeah. that was a crazy. Then the fact that's one of my favorite document documentaries is the Lakers versus Celtics. Right. But uh, as far as, as far as back. teams as far as teams go in sports, it's uh, as far as dominance. I mean, I can't think of a football team that dominated the eighties. Can you? Well, I mean, I, uh, a season. Yeah, uh, the '85 Bears. Right, they only but lost that's just one, one year. I'm thinking. I can, I can think of a team that dominated the '80s, which was the Buffalo the Buffalo Bills. Bills. They didn't win a Super Bowl. Right. They went yeah, to four two. straight right. Super Bowls. But again, again, three of those Super Bowls were in the, in 90s. the '90s. Yeah, it was '89, '90, '91, '92. Yeah. If you want to, I mean, if you want to go in and say most dominant team between the '80s and '90s, then the Chicago Bulls are hands down the team. Yeah, but I if you're gonna say just the '80s, I would say the Lakers or the Celtics. Man, that was an, that was an incredible. I mean, like I didn't even get to watch those games. I had to go back and watch the documentaries to even know how crazy those series were. But that was some incredible basketball, incredible sport. Yeah, back then with Bird, Magic, uh, Jordan. I mean, God, there were some amazing. Well, if we were to say, like, if we were to bring college sports into the realm, is there a college team you could say that dominated the 80s? Uh, Miami. Yeah. The Miami Hurricanes. They won three. I was thinking maybe the Duke or the North Carolina basketball teams. Miami football. I tell you, in Indiana had a good run in basketball, college basketball. Bobby Uh, Knight. In in, um, college football, Penn State, Nebraska. Yeah, you know um, that was the start of well, even even FSU Oklahoma. Even Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma was in the mid '80s too. They had a good run. You know, but yeah. I mean, Oklahoma if I think Oklahoma. of a dominant college football team in the 1980s, it's I, Miami. I, I don't yeah. pass Miami. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at the players that came out of there. Yeah, yeah. They all did cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that wasn't the question though, was it? They kept <laughs> Mr. Well, they're cr- criminals. <laughs> Yeah. But no, uh, okay, so how about best team in a season is you're going to say the Chicago Bears? Bar, bar none. I'm not, and for uh-huh. me, it's the Chicago Bears. Okay. I'm going to say the Chicago Bears. I mean, there's, there's people that strive to be there, and they almost did this year. In fact, almost um, Eagles, Eagles defense and Niners defense actually was, was pretty close to, to uh, Bears numbers. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna see that and say that yes, they were really good. But I tell I you what, and you're leading right into where I'm, you know, where we can we can look. Uh, 
the Bears are going to be tough this year. With the amount of draft choices they have and the amount of cap cap money they have, they're going to pick up. Look at Kev. Look at Kev. <laughs> He's he, they're going to well step out for a smoke break. Up, they're going to pick up a lot of people, man. <laughs> they're going to do I'm well. Gonna, I'll say this. I'll see this your Chicago Bears. <laughs> oh, good. see you later, Cap. <laughs> see you later. I'm telling uh, you, they're gonna do good. They're I was gonna, gonna do say good. from from the mid '80s. I'll see your Chicago Bears, and I will raise you an '87 Boston Celtics team. That was pretty yeah, cool. yeah. They're good. Is that a Rutgers shirt? The, Negative. It's a oh. rated R shirt. Oh, rated oh R. boy, here we go. The Jags are gonna be good too. They're yeah. going to franchise Ingram. I don't know what uh, I don't know what that's going to do for him. But Kev didn't get to hear what I had to say about uh, the '87 Celtics. '87 yeah. Celtics might have been the best team of the year uh, in sports for the. 80s. You know, though, it, going back to your little Chicago Bear, uh, Bulls thing in the '90s, there. Yeah, you, you also got. We're, we're forgetting a f- sport here. Uh, you, you also have to to bring up the the fact that the Atlanta Braves won nine division titles in the '90s. And the New York Yankees won four World Series in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. If we're going to stick to the 80s, we didn't bring up baseball in the 80s. Um, yeah. I wouldn't mess with the Oakland A's of the 80s. I wouldn't no. mess with the Los Angeles Dodgers of the 80s. And I wouldn't mess with the Cincinnati Reds of the 80s. Yeah, the, the Reds of the 80s were a steamroller. Yeah. I mean, they were really good. You had Eric Davis. You had Jack Clark. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, you had you had all kinds of the Pittsburgh Pirates were good in the eighties. They had dude, they had Barry Bonds oh, yeah. and Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, you know, I was back when Barry Bonilla was good. <laughs> yeah, and then, I mean, Bobby Bonilla, I'll tell you this, is the smartest man in, in oh, professional yeah. sports. Absolutely, this dude is oh, getting he's... getting paid a million dollars a year every year for like the next thirty years. Yeah, genius is what he is. But, uh, you know. Okay, well, how about this? Best uh, since since you're bringing up recent history, you're bringing up the Jags and the Bears. Um, why uh, would you say best team all time is the Patriots in the NFL overall ever? Well, shoot, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna no. well, best team all time ever. Like it's in one season or like total? Ever. Total. Well, I think we're forgetting a sport. You have to bring hockey into it. Well, you could also bring soccer into it. That's not <laughs> a sport. Um, <laughs> but we won't do that because you guys don't know anything about what I would say. Well, what about this, though? What about uh, Roger Federer has a lot of titles? Oh, my goodness. I would I would argue that. I would argue that Tiger Woods during his prime yeah. Oh, yeah. was maybe the best athlete I have ever seen. <laughs> even yeah. with, even yeah. with Michael Jordan at the same time, I've never seen anybody play golf like that. And you will never see anybody play like golf, golf like that again, ever. But I don't but te- team sports. Uh, yeah. Hard to argue the New York Yankees. As much as I hate them, hard to argue the New York Yankees with their 29 national world championships. Hard to argue the Boston Celtics of the 60s and 70s. Yeah, Red Arback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be, or the teams with Bill Walton. How many? He had uh, 11 titles in 12 seasons. <laughs> 11 this, is, titles. this is Bill Walton. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Not Bill Walton. Sorry. Bill Russell. Bill Walton was a commentator. He, I mean, he played too, but he talked like this. Bill Walton's a Hall of Fame basketball yeah. player. 
They were both Bill, on the Celtics. Bill Russell won 11 NBA titles. Yeah, well. Dennis Rodman won three. Yeah. Well, uh, what I'm saying is I'm not saying it's the player. I'm saying the team in its era was was I would say that's you would have to argue. You'd have to make the argument. And then you could say the UCLA Bruins of the 70s. Right. Basketball. Yeah. UCLA yeah. Bruins basketball yeah. 70s. Right. Name, name the coach. Oh, wow. <laughs> Woody Wood. What's his name? John Wooden. John Wooden. Wooden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Wooden. What's funny is I don't think anybody's mentioned Notre Dame. Lou Holtz? No. Uh, Notre Dame of old. There's Notre a reason why old. nobody mentions Notre Dame. But I don't know that they had... I mean, their football era was great, but it wasn't as good as the stuff that we're talking about. So, anyway. I would say I would say the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors. Uh. The year that they I mean, won all the year that they won all those games and then lost the NBA title that was hilarious. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good debate. A good argument, but I don't know if you go all time. It's tough to say. I'd say in football, it's the Patriots. It'd be hard to say not the Patriots. Steelers of the seventies, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Terry they were Bradshaw, better, better than the Patriots of the two mid two thousands. Joe Montana 49ers. They're pretty good. Yeah. They were pretty yeah, they were pretty good. Not gonna argue that. Twenty twenty one Atlanta Braves, they were pretty good. <laughs> how good were, were they last how good were they last year, Kev? Hey, they made the division series and lost to a team that was in the World Series, so don't bring it here. At least they were in the playoffs. Yeah. So we're anyway. No. All right. Well, good. Good no stuff. One, no one brought up Carl Lewis, by the way. Well, that's, that's Olympic. That's a whole other. <laughs> yeah, he can't sing. That's a whole other ball game when you talk about the Olympics. No, we're talking about track and field. Don't even bring no, that. Carl Lewis isn't even in the same conversation with Michael Phelps. Well, here, you want to talk about the best, uh, the best ever uh, track and field person? Well, you've seen Bolt. Jackie Joyner, Kersey, or whatever her name is. Uh, no, well, Bolt. if you really want to talk about it, um, it's uh, it's probably uh, Bruce, Bruce Jenner. He won one. No. He won one gold <laughs> Easy medal. Cam. He won one gold medal. That was back when he was Bruce. So, how bad does your marriage have to be? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I want to join your team. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, I'm going to be the woman of the year. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. Who's, I, I, we're not going to go there. <laughs> Sorry, I brought it up. I mean, I'm, I'm about to go in a whole different. You know, you could tune in Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> so did we did did we do hammer time? No, you know, I I couldn't think of a a good enough come up and say, you know, anything like it's all right, it's all right. We don't have to do all the segments. It's all good. It's all okay. good. I got a hammer time. Oh, no, 
No. No. <laughs> no. no. Did you see his eyes? No. You know you don't no. want to hear that, Saint Joe. <laughs> no. So I now I kind of do. Now I kind of want to hear it. I was driving down the road today. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Was there uh, someone I'll keep, with their I'll keep, I'll keep on my No, no. 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 I'm just I'll just put this out there as a public service announcement that when you go to get a driver's license and you commit to yourself to driving a car on a daily basis, learn how to park in a parking space. Fair. That's, Wait, what, uh, uh, that's what I'm saying. Because if you, you, you were not good at coloring when you were a kid and it shows, you know, I mean, I'm just wait, saying. wait, Kev, did you say you had a hammer time? Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's not very nice. Oh, Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a throwback there. <laughs> Little baby throwback there. <laughs> Here, wait. Let me do it again. It's hammer time. <laughs> it's the <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> that's for another show. You know what? You know what I do have. You know what I do have. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, breaking news of the week? Oh, do it for old time's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, when when Biebs comes up with one of his jokes. That's hilarious. I love it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Any dad jokes, Biebs? Oh, I stayed up all night looking for the sun, and then it dawned on me. Nice, it's intense. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My wife says camouflage is attractive, but I just don't see it. Right. Yeah. You I will asked, tell you. So I gave. I, I will tell you this. This is a beef's joke. Um, uh, on uh, Thursday, we got to spend the better part of the day in doctors' offices, and. Um, uh, soon to be world famous wife was back getting some pictures taken um, of some stuff and these old people are in the, the waiting room and they are basically one-upping each other on what's wrong with them right oh, and, awesome. like, and, and they're like one-upping anyhow so it's a really nice lady who's sitting kind of next to me and I'm just like listening and like jotting this down on the notes app on my phone and um, I, I should have recorded it it would have been great Anyhow, so this guy's like going through like, oh, something's wrong with him. And I'm like, dude, I can't believe you're not dead yet. <laughs> and, um, and she goes, she goes, and he's like, in my eyes, I can't see out of my left eye, and this and that, and this and that. And she's like, well, you're in the right spot, honey. And I look at her and I'm like, so if my foot hurts, I'm not in the right spot. You know, <laughs> I should go somewhere else. <laughs> What was her answer? Oh, Sorry, no. Yeah, she just she just looked at me and she and then stayed. Yeah, just like. Uh, is there another ER I need to be at? Yeah, to <laughs> be world famous wife has gotten gotten used to apologizing for me. Yeah, yeah it goes like this. I I apologize for my yeah. for my for my kid. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. play well with others. Not good. Not good. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah that that was that was the uh, yeah the fun part of that. Nice. Nice. Well, boys, I think we should wrap it up. And 
Call it the night. So just, just in time for Kev to have, you know, a vape break. Yeah, whatever he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Beebs, where can they find you? They can find me at Beebs UNF Pod or at Found UNF Studios on Twitter. Keb? It's at Keb Lives, K E V L I V E S. It's a blast. It's fun. You should come and join the party over there. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we tell all kinds of good stories. Um, no, we don't. It's kind of boring. Um, but it's I at think, Keb Lives. I think they're good stories. Yeah, it's, they're it's good a, stories. So the resident complaint department. Yeah, I mean, you know, tweet at own risk. Tweet at own risk. Anything yeah. uh, Anything new coming up on the Unfiltered uh, Studios? Well, um, on Monday, we have nailed it with St. Joe coming out. And on Tuesday. You'll hear, you'll hear some people. I don't know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> and on t- Tuesday is Pedals of Support. On Wednesday is Yours Truly. And I'm talking with this week. Um, I don't know if I should say this and jinx it since I've been ghosted uh, last week. But uh, I wasn't ghosted. I was rescheduled. But... Uh, uh, a director of a movie that called Man Baby uh, is going to be on with me, and we're going to discuss this ridiculous movie. And um, on Thursday is, you know, Finding Your Way with Beebs. I think he has a guest, you know. And on, on Friday, it could be you, but but for the time being, why don't everybody go over and listen to our friends over at the Two Penny? Yeah, absolutely. Good old Mike and Jay. Yeah. And every day, every day is the stupid history minute. I know we took a couple of days off, but you know what? We had kind of had a little emergency going on, but starting to, uh, starting today, you can go over and listen to the stupid history minute, and it's back to household items and stuff. So you can actually learn something on the stupid history minute. Get That's some, good and, stuff. And keep in mind, we have two holidays in the next three weeks. So. Um, you know, one being St. Patrick's Day. And here's the trivia question of the day. What is the other, ma- or not, not major holiday, but the day that has a name? I'll just put it that way. You have to look back to your English literature um, class in high school to figure that one out. Excellent. Yeah. Check out the Stupid History sure. Minute to find the answers. Very good. Very good. Are you going to tell us about how St. Patrick chased off all the snakes from Ireland? It's actually a, uh, a old wives' tale. Oh, I know. That, I was just asking that you actually what did, you were going to tell us. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, that actually never happened because the, guess what? There is none of in Ireland. Snakes. Snakes. There never has been. That's because he chased them all off. No. <laughs> Lots of potatoes. <laughs> Lots of potatoes. Turnips too, right? What's funny is I just recorded that episode today. It's fresh in my head. It's cabbage. I bet there's cabbage too in Ireland. Right. Corn beef too. Corn yeah. beef as well. I mean, I'll a tell you what. Yeah. Is there lots yeah. of leprechauns? Yeah. So you gotta you're gonna sign off here, St. Joe, or are you we just gonna stay here forever? I thought we'd just hang out for a little <laughs> bit. Jeez. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Let me Jeez. tell you about my favorite number. <laughs> Jeez, throw some shade. Wow. <laughs> no, that's it. I was going to tell them where I can find me, but maybe they don't want to because you guys are so good. So anyway, No, they want to. Where they get? Where can they find you? They can find me at St. Joe UNF on, on the old Twitter. When you get there, hit the follow button. And if you like what you hear here, Please share it so I can keep 
finding some uh, some followers and some listens. I'm getting up there. So, uh, you know, keep on doing it. It's growing each week. So I'd like to thank the Beebs. I'd like to thank Kev. And as always, what you, whatever you do, play hard, work hard, but make sure you nailed it. <laughs>